0: Hi there, I'm Craig Matson, and this is Spiritual Capital. I'd like to read to you a brief excerpt from my recently published book, Why Spiritual Capital Matters. And I'm gonna share some of the words and wisdom of one of the research subjects in this book. I'm sharing this excerpt because the question of what spirituality is doing in our organizations, I have learned, cannot be separated from how racism functions in our organizations and in our communities, and in our histories. I suppose most of the time when we think about organizational spirituality, we think about something like personal wellness, and providing for that for our employees, for our co-workers, for ourselves. That's terrifically important. But look, individual wellness in an ecology that is not well isn't enough. Sadell so helps us see the collective unwellness that makes for personal unwellness. She has now become a pastor in Cincinnati, but she was at the time of this writing and research an administrator in an enterprise incubator that has garnered a lot of admiration. It's called Mortar, an incubator with a strong presence in Cincinnati. It's a big part of the reason that Sedell can not only raise critique about racism today, but also point out indicators of vitality in communities of color. I met Sedell Bradley at SOCAP, a social investment conference in the fall of 2019. She was helping to run a Cincinnati-based accelerator called Mortar and had come to the conference in order to do a presentation on black-owned business in the church. As I learned in the course of our interview, her organization, working in the the over-the-rhine neighborhood, fights back against wealth inequality by helping entrepreneurs of color to launch enterprises. At first, Sadell hewed closely to the spiritual capital circulation I had encountered among white entrepreneurs as well. Like so many of them, she and her colleagues were critical of mainstream institutions. But there was a critical difference. Institutional stagnancy was not an incidental pattern. For the folks at Mortar, mainstream institutional breakdown was all too intelligible. Governmental, corporate, and ecclesial sectors were failing, And smaller, innovative organizations were scrambling, not because they were getting old, but because these structures were built for white people. It wasn't simply the case that the government, the corporation, the philanthropy, the church were falling apart like a bridge too long unrepaired. No, they had been designed to fail because they had been designed to exclude large portions of their own populations. Saddell also pointed out that it's been almost a century since the Tulsa, Oklahoma catastrophe when anxious and hateful whites burned down an economically successful black community. And the number of times that, that that has happened in American history is a lot. A lot of the people that were lynched were business owners. And so there's this terrorism around, we want to make sure you guys don't think you can do this anymore, so I'm going to set this example. And so there is this idea that is pervasive in a lot of situations, even here in this social entrepreneurship space, certain people would be able to garner the kind of economic support, and they have to be people who are palatable to Caucasian people, just telling it like it is, close quote. Sedell wonders, quote, how genuinely you can be as an African American and still be able to garner this support from the oppressor, or the powerful, or now the privileged people even though you worked for it historically and may actually deserve it, close quote, and is always mindful of the need, quote, to play this game to even feel that you're on the menu, close quote. Siddell used the same script that I had encountered in my other interviews with white social entrepreneurs. Bad stuff is happening across the sectors, but mindful innovators can use business to fix things. She was, as it turned out, conversant in a broad range of spiritual practices. Quote, I am a person who can sit in silence and sit in the presence of God all the way running around shouting, screaming, crying, and feel the power and presence and effectiveness of any of those places. Close quote. She also spoke articulately about the need for black entrepreneurs to find the resilience needed for the rigors of social entrepreneurship. As she mentored her program participants at Mortar, She impressed upon them the need for the spiritual capital of something like the one-life approach. But again, Sedell executed the socially entrepreneurial script differently than her white counterparts. Quote, I think because I'm African-American, and I've always dealt with African-American churches, there's very little compartmentalization. It's all community. The church is the center of your social, the center of your spiritual, sometimes the center of the academic, sometimes justice, everything. Close quote. She compared it to Judaism. Quote, "The idea that here's a synagogue of people and each one of them has a different business that the whole community needs so everyone is sustained because there's a specialization of that business and there's enough people to support the whole tribe." Sadell also strongly emphasized the importance of community for entrepreneurs an emphasis which she felt native to black experience as opposed to what she saw as the more individualized preferences of white people. That's an excerpt from my book, Why Spiritual Capital Matters, and it's been recently published by Whitfin Stock. I'm excited to share this new book with you, not because it's an amazing literary accomplishment, but rather because it makes visible the gifts of some amazing people, people like Sedell Bradley, and really the people that Sedell serves, especially in communities that have historically been distrusted or underestimated, quite simply because... They were communities of color, or they are communities of color. And that is why spiritual capital matters. Spiritual capital, as I formulate it in this book, is a mode of attention. It is a capability to recognize gifts as they are circulating, to spot unobvious capital, and to animate it, and propel it, and move it into broader circulation. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Spiritual Capital. This week, an excerpt from my book, which you can purchase either at the publisher, Whip in Stock, or you can purchase it at Better World Books, or a number of other outlets, including a, a little-known one called Amazon, which I've just recently run across. I'm Craig Matson, and I look forward to joining you next week for another episode of Spiritual Capital.